0: Today on the news and why it matters, uh, the impeachment hearings and the highlights you will not hear from CNN. We have got a lot to cover. It starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Got a pretty big, packed show today. We have got yes. Glenn Beck yes. back on the panel, finally.
1: Just off the Rudy Giuliani uh, interview, which was amazing. Yeah, and If you're a member of The Blaze, uh, go listen to the rest of it, because we had to, I had to come do this show. So we ran out of time, and we went for another, I don't know, 15 minutes or something like that. And it's amazing, amazing. You want to hear it.
0: Yeah, I cannot wait to get into uh, some of the specifics yeah. of what he told you as well. We've got Stubergear Gear and also host of the Chad Prather Show, Mr. Oh, Chad
2: I Prather You I love himself. that show. I, you, Chad, I Prather? love. I love uh, uh, Happy Glenn Beck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Good Mood Glenn.
3: It's
1: yeah. <laughs> not that I'm in a bad mood very often. Yeah, you
2: are. Yeah, you
3: know, <laughs> I'm not exactly
0: that that all the time. We've got a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, <laughs> iTarget Pro. <laughs> Uh, So iTarget Pro is good for those of you who are big Second Amendment supporters, uh, appreciate the importance of owning a gun, but training is a whole other thing. You can't just own the gun and not train with it. you got to train with it, and Glenn, dry firing is like the best thing you can do to learn your gun.
1: That's the thing. We're uh, we're going up. I haven't fired my gun, my pistol in probably six months, Uh, you know, actually fired it, but dry fire, we're going up to the ranch where we always just go shooting every day. And uh, oh, I'll be ready. I'll be ready because dry firing is the best because it also teaches you trigger control. Mm-hmm. And when you you know when you got it down to when you squeeze the the trigger and then after you slowly let it out so you hear that click, you stop your finger there. That's when you know. All right, I'm in control of this gun.
0: So that's how you do it with iTarget Pro. They give you a laser bullet you get from them, and it's specific to uh, your caliber gun put it in there and you can practice in the comfort of your own home and as Glenn said, you're dry firing so you're really learning uh, trigger control and the pull of your firearm. You can go to itargetpro.com If you use promo code NEWS you will get 10% off plus free shipping. That is promo code NEWS at itargetpro.com It pays for itself like within one use. If you think about all of the ammunition how expensive that is. I can't imagine how much you spend on ammunition uh, when you go up to the ranch. And range fees it's gonna pay for itself in like one time. It really will. Uh All right, so the impeachment hearings today. I don't know how much you guys watched, but I watched basically all day. And you're talking about happy Glenn Beck. I'm in a terrible mood because I'm just so annoyed at the spin of all of this testimony from Gordon Sondland. Uh, Of course, Sondland was the U.S. ambassador to the EU. And this was supposed to be the bombshell testimony, right? Because this was the first person in all of these impeachment hearings who has actually spoken to President Trump.
1: And if if you're only watching the media or you are buying into the narrative that the media and the Democrats are doing... It is a bombshell day. Mm-hmm. It is a bombshell day. But that's not the truth.
0: Well, so that's a great point. So that, that brings us to uh, what I believe the, I've, I've been seeing all over CNN. Adam Schiff keeps touting it as this big explosive testimony that uh, Sondland said, yes, there was quid pro quo from Giuliani. Let's listen to Sondland talking about quid pro quo from Giuliani.
1: I know that members of this committee frequently frame these complicated issues in the form of a simple question. Was there a quid pro quo? As I testified previously, with regard to the requested White House call and the White House meeting, the answer is yes.
0: So this sounds very damning, right? If, if you, it you, is. You're just right. If you're taking that just little snippet, okay, there was quid pro quo. President Trump said there was no quid pro quo. That's been his entire defense this entire time, even though it... I'm right. not so sure why he went with that. Here's
1: the real... And I talked to Giuliani about that. Did in you? In the interview, yeah. Um, the the Here's what you have to understand. What he said was, there was quid pro quo, but for the meeting. That's what Giuliani, he says, Giuliani says, was, you have to do this. For me to do a meeting with you, you're going to have to do this. Quid pro quo is done at all times. We're not going to meet with Kim Jong-un unless he does this. Okay, that That's quid pro quo. So he says... In context, which the Republicans got to, uh, Trump said in May, I don't even want to meet them. I don't want to do anything with them. I want nothing to do with them, all corrupt. He gets to the point where, okay, I'll get on the phone with them, but they if they want anything from me, they have to investigate these things, okay? So that's where the quid pro quo was. When I talked to Giuliani today, he said... There was absolutely no quid pro quo for anything militarily. I think I screwed up because I I actually skipped over the deal. I said, were you telling them that they had to do this or they weren't getting any of that money? He said, absolutely not. None. Zero. The president even is on record. And Sondland said he believed the president when he said, no, I don't want any quid pro quo. I don't. I want them to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense in that where Sondland is is shaky and the press will completely ignore this is he said. Uh, so the quid pro quo, I assumed mm-hmm. that that was happening. Mm-hmm. Well, For, on the on the uh, on the military, on the money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, there's you, you can assume all you want, but that's not a fact. Yeah. That's not a fact.
0: Well, and uh, Mike Turner of Ohio hit him pretty hard on that because, you know, during this hearing, you had CNN, you had Adam Schiff even. Um, but all of the headlines from mainstream media was Sondland links Trump to, you know, quid, quid pro, pro quo, quo. right, this to the, the right. holding withholding aid in exchange for an investigation. And so Representative Turner uh, asked him about, about that and asked him to please clarify what he meant. And uh, here's what happened.
3: After you testified, Chairman Schiff ran out and gave a press conference and said he gets to impeach the President of the United States because of your testimony. And if you pull up CNN today, right now, their banner says Sondland ties Trump to withholding aid. Is that your testimony today, Mr. Ambassador Sondland, that you, have evidence that Donald Trump tied the investigations to aid? Because I don't think you're saying that.
4: I've said repeatedly, Congressman, I was presuming. I also said that President Trump... So no one told you, not
3: just the President, Giuliani didn't tell you, Mulvaney didn't tell you, nobody, Pompeo didn't tell you, nobody else on this planet told you that Donald Trump was tying aid to these investigations, is that correct?
1: I think I already testified.
3: No, answer the question. Is it correct? No one on this planet told you that Donald Trump was tying this aid to the investigations. Because if your answer is yes, then the chairman's wrong and the headline on CNN is wrong. No one on this planet told you that President Trump was tying aid to investigations. Yes or no? Yes. So, you really have no testimony today that ties President Trump to a scheme to withhold aid. ...from Ukraine in exchange for these investigations. Other than my own presumption. Which is nothing.
4: Well, uh, look, Gordon Sondland doesn't run CNN. He doesn't get to make the decisions for Adam Schiff. I don't know why he's getting assaulted. Now, Mike
1: Turner... uh, uh, I I could be interpreting this wrong, but I think Mike Turner was more upset at Schiff and yeah. CNN it didn't and seem he, like it but I, I know i think he was yelling at them through him
0: hey i watched this whole thing i am, i am channeling my mike turner right now it was it was disgusting to watch how the Democrats tried to twist the narrative on it. Sure. So I think that that, but, that was what his frustration was. Because he
4: actually, at the end, kind of says, like, well, you left, your testimony left the wrong impression. Well, it's like,
0: well, well no. He, he was his, very
4: clear. And, and, like, and this one, I think...
0: his opening statement, hold on, his yeah. opening statement did not include the fact that President Trump had said no, I do not want that. I do not want mm-hmm. quid pro quo. He left that out, but he included he the include other stuff. I mean, so that, I think that was what their problem was. Just in context of watching the whole thing, mm-hmm. was that they were like, "Why did you leave that part out? That seems like a pretty relevant it, part because that's your your conversation with him about quid pro quo."
4: Right, and that that is, I think, interesting. I mean, I, I do think that it's it's kind of a fascinating day of all this we were talking about. Is like it's a playoff game. This is not a this is not one of these other days that have been really boring. I think and like
1: this is not the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not the Super Bowl either. But Sunland. Isn't an enemy of Trump. This is not a guy. The guy's donated a million dollars to his inauguration. So the fact here, like you, the Democrats brought up, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, the fact, though, you can see him make that distinction. No, I wasn't told. Right? You could just say he's just perfectly honest and he's only going to the line. But if he wanted to take Trump out, he would just say he was. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't, and he stopped there. And he was, I thought, pretty clear, at least in the testimony that I saw. And I did read the opening statement. I didn't. I didn't see. Yeah. You know, so I may have missed part of it. But like. He he is making a distinction here. I did not like tr- the, the the real claim. No one cares about a freaking meeting. You're going to impeach a guy because he wouldn't take a meeting with somebody? It, the money is what it is because the Congress passed this funding. It, he's legally required to give it if he's holding it back for personal gain, that's where the impeachment thing starts popping up. A meeting, if it's a freaking meeting, we all might as well all go home. This has got nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it's it is it's, it's
1: odd because quid pro quo is what Joe Biden did with right. Ukraine, yep. and nobody cared. Right. And then a meeting in exchange for something, that's what made the Clintons millionaires, <laughs> and nobody cared about
2: that. Well, and if you notice the lower third when they're doing that, I think that even then CNN has on the lower third that that was mm-hmm. what they were running with in terms of their headline. And I think if anything, the rebuke was, okay— There was a quid pro in my perception of it. Although he left the word perception out, they ran with that, and Mm -hmm. that was the rebuke. You stopped right there. You
1: gave them fuel to throw onto the fire. Now he was very clear and honest. He said, I watched the testimony, and he mm -hmm. was clear every time. It wasn't good because I knew what the press would do. Mm -hmm. He gave the press their win Mm -hmm. okay, because of how dishonest they will be with this. However, he, I thought, was very comfortable in his own skin. Yes. He didn't seem to be sweating on anything. I think he was being honest, like, no, it, it was on the meeting. There was absolutely nothing there. But I drew that conclusion later, later, way after all of it's done, because uh, what, else, what else is there? But, but I, I think that's reasonable in a reasonable society. In a reasonable world, which we've
2: gone way past. Correct. Because when you watch this stuff, you're like, maybe I'm just not smart enough to understand what's going on here. So I try to look at it from a common sense perspective, as Stu is bringing up here, when I say, okay, as far as I know, there's no such thing as government funded. It's funded by the taxpayers of the United States of America. They use our taxpayer money to give it in foreign aid and, and to these other countries. And all right? many
1: times against our will.
2: As far as I know, we have never given money to another country without some form of expectation of something in return. How about
1: this? They, the State Department under Barack Obama would not give, I think it was Kenya, any aid unless mm-hmm. they started promoting abortion.
4: I do you remember, remember that? that? I do yeah. remember that. That's that's quid, quid pro quo, quo. Right. yeah And like that's natural. That, and this is the problem. I mean, again, this this win is given to the media, and it's given to CNN, not not from Sondland today. This media is because the, the the Republicans have chosen this ridiculous defense to try to make this this line quid pro quo. It's like if someone accuses you of uh, fathering their kid out of wedlock. Which, by the way, whoa whoa right whoa. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, I got some, I got some <laughs> yeah. uh, certified mail just came in. Check. Uh, Dad. Daddy. By the way, this happened to Hunter Biden today. I don't know if you guys caught this story. Hunter Biden, uh, positive DNA test for fathering a random child in Arkansas. Hunter Biden today. Oh. Totally different story. How dare you? That's a conspiracy. Candace,
2: theory. I need my producer on this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but if you're let's hear your Hunter Biden, someone says, hey, you, you fathered a kid in Arkansas. You have a choice to make there. Let's say you let's say you say, I'm innocent. I didn't father that child. What are you going to claim? Well, we had sex, but it's not my kid. Well, I I I I I kissed her, but I never had sex with her. Oh, well, I was never in that bar. Donald Trump and the people around him seem to want to make this line of like, well, I never went to America before. I've never been there. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, well, and, well, now when anyone can say p- place you in America at any time in your life, you've lost. And that's what happened with quid he would pro never quo. Say
1: that he just say that he's never been in a place with an A in the name. <laughs> there
4: you go. Yeah, actually, even more. So now they they set up this super easy hurdle for anyone to clear quid pro quo. Everyone knows it happens all the time in foreign policy. Didn't they, you? To be able to highlight that easily. Didn't
1: you make a quid pro quo with your wife when you married her? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I didn't get
4: into this
2: thing with nothing in return. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I got five kids and a vasectomy. <laughs> and guess what? I'm still quid in the pro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look at uh, just go. go to break.
0: Well, well, we'll get back to that. More on the impeachment <laughs> no, hearings <findings let's> <laughs> when we come back. No, not that.
4: So five yeah. and a vasectomy plus this new one that just came oh, in. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm, so some sure. urologist is getting sued. <laughs> <laughs>
0: get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor, which is probably the reason for Happy Glenn. Ah.
1: No. Oh. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> right around the holiday, so that makes me happy. Um, I will tell you that Relief Factor, I am celebrating an anniversary in about four weeks of two years on Relief Factor. I was going to the ranch for Christmas. I had just been there for Thanksgiving. It's at 7,500 feet, uh, and it's really cold. Both of those things kill me. And I was going back for Christmas, and I said, honey, I, 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 don't, I think this is going to be the last time I can go. I can't. I can't go. One time we had to drive. We flew in, and that altitude on top of the other altitude killed me. We had to actually drive home uh, from the ranch. And I said, I, I don't think I can do it anymore. She said, you're trying Relief Factor. <laughs> I've been taking it for two years this Christmas, and it's why I can go to the ranch all the time. Mm. And it, it works. It works.
0: And there are so many viewers and listeners who write Tons. in and share their success stories as well. You can try out Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. Get their three-week quick start pack for nineteen 70% of the people who try it go on to keep ordering more. That's how many people it's working for. You can be out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, or you can call 800-500-8384. Um, so... Just getting back into these impeachment hearings, there was something that struck me when I was watching uh, Sondland's testimony. They brought up an email. It was exhibited. They brought up an email between Sondland, uh, Gordon Pompeo and Lisa Kenna. And of course, this is the Democrats questioning. So they have this particular portion highlighted um, about a possible meeting between President Trump and President Zelensky. And Sondland is telling them uh, to telling Mike Pompeo, I would ask Zelensky to look him, Trump, in the eye and tell him that once Ukraine's new justice folks are in place, Zelensky should be able to move forward publicly and with confidence on those issues of importance to POTUS. Now, that's the part that's highlighted. Mm -hmm. Zelensky should be able to move forward publicly on those issues of importance to POTUS. The following line is and to the U.S., (laughs) Oops. (laughs) But the Democrats didn't highlight that. That was the the entirety of the sentence was with confidence on those issues of importance to POTUS and to the U.S.
4: So that's just a terrible mistake. They just didn't happen to see those next few words. Oops. What a
1: tragedy. Well, no, what happened is (laughs) it's clear it ran out of ink and then they shook it. And (laughs) then (laughs) they (laughs) they (laughs)
0: got it again. And then they got it again. (laughs) But I mean, I read this and I'm like, this is what we keep saying is. Okay, could, would it help Trump? Would it benefit Trump personally? Sure, but is it not beneficial to the United States to find out what happened to $7 billion of taxpayer money?
2: Let's remember that the Ukraine makes Nigerian princes look like somebody you want to invite to Thanksgiving <laughs> Day.
1: <right? laughs> you know was a, it's corrupt. You know what was amazing was Rudy Giuliani <laughs> said to me, I said, how do you trust Lusenko and Shogun? He said, I don't. I don't trust anyone in Ukraine. He said, it is completely corrupt. You have governments that are corrupt and then you have corruptions
2: that have some semblance of a government. That's what you have in the Ukraine. I mean, it is the lowest on the list. It is pure corruption. So, you know, I have people who have come at me on Twitter and said, are you really okay with the president saying that? I'm like, yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. If we have foreign interests there and they're saying, well, he was getting dirt on a on a political opponent. Well, Joe Biden's not his political opponent. Not yet. There is no Democratic candidate. And, and I understand. And this is before Joe Biden even was came even into, into the, the race. Yeah. This was about Hunter Biden. This was an issue. And then this video is going around of Joe Biden requesting quid pro quo and ultimately getting it. Or you're not getting the million on dollar. And then SOB. You know, he's got the whole Joe and, and thing I,
1: going. And I think we need to ask our friends who don't see this the same way just say, we lost $7 billion. Okay, just that. Forget about everything else. We lost $7 billion. They wanted to pour another $500 Mm -hmm. uh, million into it. And that wouldn't be the last. Okay, Uh, The president, Trump, already had given them the javelin system. So he had given them more money. This is more money on top of it. And they'll continue to ask for more. You lost $7 billion of our money. Which one seems wrong? Mm -hmm. A person who says... Stop looking into that or I won't give you any more money or start looking into that mm-hmm. or I won't give you any money, more money. And if you notice Sondland's testimony today, he was very clear in his opening statement that uh, he had told Zelensky for Trump that he wanted an open and transparent investigation, mm-hmm. not a sham. Mm-hmm. Now, later he goes on and says, well, I don't even know if he needed to do the investigation. Well, wait a minute, because your documents here show that you said that the president wanted an open and transparent investigation. That should be our standard on every country, even England. Sure. I want to know what happened to the damn money.
0: Well, I mean, I'm also like, maybe we should have a law that says we should have quid pro quo for every single amount of foreign aid that we send anywhere. Like, I don't want to send anyone any amount of money if they're not, if okay. there's no conditions attached. A
4: crazy idea. What if we don't send foreign aid to places? Well,
3: I'm going oh, no, 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 that. Okay, look, I let's
4: that. Oh.
2: <laughs> okay, let's look at a current recent example. <laughs> Trump says we're going to pull these, these special operators back from the border from Turkey. The Kurds are on their own. Okay. Mm. How many nations stepped in and said... We'll come in and take yeah. care of the Kurds. None of them. Russia. <laughs> now, in any, yeah, yeah, but in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> I can pull up my phone at any given time. I can go to an app that has my stocks, and I can look at all the things that I've invested in, and I can click on that, and I can say, okay, here's the current news. Here's what's trending. Here's what's going on. This is what's happening with my money. I invested in this company. Is it good? Is it bad? Do I want to buy? Do I want to sell? I have the right to do that. Why? Because, damn it, it's my money. And so if I'm going to do that, again, with money that is not mine, because, again, nothing you is government-funded. It's us. I have the responsibility to go in there and check and see
1: if this is still a good investment. So a bishop of mine, uh, when I first started to be successful, um, I went to him and I said, I've never been, I, was, I grew up in a poor family, I, I've never been responsible with money, and I want to give. How do I give? How do I make sure that that's right? And he happened to be a former uh, head of Goldman Sachs, Okay. And he said... It's a career change. That's quite a career change. But he said, "Uh, I look at it differently, and it may be my background. He said, but I think it's the best way to look at it. Your charitable dollars are investments in people. Whatever it is you're trying to cure... Which organization gets the most amount of that dollar to that recipient? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how you invest your dollars. And it is an investment in charity. Aid is an investment in people. Well, all of the USAID money is an investment. Mm-hmm. We invested $7 billion. $7 billion. We don't know what happened to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that, is a, that is, in my world... That's when the Lord shuts you down right. because you're irresponsible with that money. Mm-hmm. Our country is absolutely irresponsible. It's, it's, putting, it's putting corn seed out on asphalt is yeah. what it is.
2: It, it, it's not fertile ground. That's not something that's going to return to you. You don't invest something where there's not going to be a return on the investment.
1: But in this case, there is a return on the investment. And that's what this is really all about. This is about civil society 2.0, period. The investment in in the investment that they're looking to pay off is a new shadow justice system through the anti-corruption bureau and George (laughs) Soros's organization. A new constitution in Ukraine and a Ukraine that is beholden to the United States and will do what the United States asks it to do. Mm -hmm. That's the investment. George Soros lays it out in a leaked email that we showed during our our special on the Democrats' Hydra. What was that, last week? It is fertile ground, Mm -hmm. but only if you're corrupt or you're the State Department Mm -hmm. wanting to own Ukraine.
0: Uh, Final takeaway from all of the hearings today is uh, if... Oh, right here. it's that's that. That's
2: really all that matters. Is this yours? That's a great yeah. point. Oh, sure? okay, Somebody really?
1: was wearing that today.
2: I love that. that. That's, that's what matters F. right F. There. he didn't
0: kill himself. You can get it
2: for one more week. Where? Nine Line Apparel.
0: There you go. Nine Line Apparel. Go get you one. Back in a minute.
4: <laughs> one more week. Would is? have seen like have the rights in his name? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs>
0: Don't forget, uh, Glenn has an exclusive behind-the-paywall at BlazeTV.com exclusive interview with Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani.
1: Uh, you, if, you may, if you miss the show, you'll find it there. It's only for subscribers, but what he said in the last ten to fifteen minutes was pretty incredible.
0: It's so, it's so, so important. That you hear this, you hear the actual facts of what is really going on. You're not going to hear it from CNN, all right? you got to get it at blazetv.com. Use promo code NEWS and you will get uh, $10 off of your annual subscription. Plus, you get access to other things like Overtime Here, which is happening uh, in about 20 seconds, where we go over more news of the day. I mean, the impeachment hearing, it ate up all of our time, having to go through all of the insane drivel, and Adam Schiff with his big, crazy eyes. Ugh! So weird. Now we get into the fun stuff, all right? But you got to watch it at blazetv.com. Use promo code NEWS. looks like a thumb with a face.
2: Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: The AFP news agency has had to withdraw a story that was intended to criticize the Trump administration over the high number of migration-related child detentions. After they discovered, oops, the number that they put, which I believe was 100,000 children, actually came from detentions during the Obama administration. Whoopsie. Uh, sorry oh, no. about that. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So they had a headline that said more than 100,000 children in migration-related U.S. detention. And then they cited the United Nations.
2: And are going say we're going to delete the story. Why delete the story? Why delete the story? Oh, it didn't fit the narrative. So we got to delete the story. Was it true? Yeah, it was true. It was true in 2015. So now we got to delete the story. Well, uh, it didn't change the fact that there were that many children in the Mm -hmm. detention centers. Okay. You just messed up on the date. So we issued that correction, not delete the story.
4: Right. And maybe add a little perspective that it's more than it is now. Yeah. Right. Like right. I mean, we there are more word of attention in 2015. By the way, we're really sorry we didn't report it then. Are bad. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice way to add it, because you should. You shouldn't just delete it. I mean, like, I, that's a bad mistake by them. But like every once in a while you wonder like if there's a journalist sitting there and going, gosh, you know what? We didn't write this story in 2015. We probably should have, right? <laughs> so,
2: so I go back and we were talking off here about how, you know, we're working we just came back and we're doing this three-part series coming out next week on our show about Jeffrey Epstein. Which is our,
0: huge. You guys have to do gotta it. You gotta it watch this. Monday, so Tuesday, bad. Wednesday
2: night we're doing this thing. And it leads into this story because there's so much now that the media is saying, oh, yeah, well, we knew about this three years ago, but we didn't want to talk about it because who's Jeffrey Epstein? So they buried it, buried it, and buried it. And so what we did was we said, let's get under the iceberg and let's talk about all the stuff that's hidden, mm-hmm. the stuff that the media didn't report on. Because you're exactly right, Stu. Why Why? Why isn't anyone coming out saying we missed it then. Mm-hmm. Like, that's real journalism. That's real honesty. And it's humility and true transparency when you say, okay, we're, we're faulty, too. We make our mistakes. That's why papers issue their corrections. So come out and say, all right, this is the deal. But, again, it's all about the damn narrative.
0: Well, it is because you have a, a group of people who are not truth seekers anymore. They're just activists. Should we just have Journalistic who want to objectivity. Get into
2: journalism? If at the end of the day, or at the end of an article or at the end of a story, if I know the reporter or the writer's uh, opinion about their subject, mm-hmm. then it was not objective. Mm-hmm. Period. If I write an article about Stu, have you seen the movie Stuber? No. God, I've seen that movie. Stuber. He's a it's cab driver, funny. Uber driver. Yeah. So that. Yeah. So the guy's name is is but He keeps calling him Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a funny little, funny little insider there. Yeah. Like I was watching this thing on the plane uh, coming back from Ireland, and I was watching this <laughs> thing, and I could not get Bergier out of my head. Side note has nothing
4: to do with anything. I don't know. That's, uh, Check that? it out. Well, that's that's a, interesting. I think yeah. uh, there's, a, uh, there's a there's a there's a uh, so that, like it looked like pretty funny. It's actually, funny, too. It's actually it's, is, is yeah, funny. Okay, well, it was, it's autobiographical. Is I, was, it? I drove an Uber for a while. I,
0: oh, I always want to call you Stewart. Like I want to use. I'm oh, like right. I will use formal, his formal name, and yeah. I'm like, oh, it's not my formal not name. Not his name. No, at it's all. a long story. It's a long, sad, <laughs> pathetic
4: story that ends watch, in a freaking watch Uber Stuber.
2: movie. Stuber. Anybody that watches Stuber will understand the life of Bajir. Yep,
0: but right. I just feel. I just feel like to wrap this story up really quickly. It's like the majority of our programs now are just basically us having to correct whatever the media spin is. Yes. When it comes down to, like, we just spent the entirety of the show before we went into overtime talking about the impeachment hearings and what really went on because CNN was busy twisting it and saying Sondland just linked Trump to withholding, you know, aid in exchange for an investigation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the the majority of our days are spent just having to correct the media. And that's why I'm so bitchy all the time. (laughs) The
2: news and why it matters.
4: (laughs) Um, I think, though, you know, it's true First of all, what you're saying. Um, and secondly, like we're t- we're saying to the media, hey, you guys should look internally at what you're doing. It's not a bad moment for us to stop and think about what we're doing, because we are constantly reacting to them. Like, I love what you're doing with this series here mm-hmm. because you're not reacting to the media. Right. I mean, like you're going to do stuff that the media missed. And but you're out there doing an investigation you you're actually doing your own homework on a story that you feel important, that is important and, and you're passionate about. A lot of times we get stuck in this rut where it's like, oh, well, what did CNN say? Let's come out and disagree with it. It has to be done. Like, it's crucial to our republic. It's Mm -hmm. that serious of a a story. But I think we could be better as conservatives at doing more, like, original stuff. I thought you meant
0: we like the people at this table. Oh,
4: yeah. No, we're we're perfect. I'm thinking those other conservatives should do do better. (laughs) (laughs) That is something that I think we could do better because a lot of times we let them – drive the news cycle Mm -hmm. and the same thing happens with trump right like i mean trump tweets something and everyone's talking about it instead of like us finding like what is the most important thing i mean when's the last time outside of like you know thank god for conservative review when's the last time you read a story about the freaking budget yeah when's the last time we talked talked about the debt you go to conservative review you're getting it all the time with these breakdowns and they're breaking it down and showing like but that, that is off the map for most conservatives right now we can't do that it's you know, it's just it just feels like we're constantly swamped in so much media nonsense. I you know we have to we have to fight back against that, but like we got to figure out a way to do both.
0: Uh, well, I feel like this is a really great time to talk about the uh, Ukraine specials that have gone on on Blaze. TV. That's a great point. If you have not uh, yet seen them, and then of course again we've got Chad's Jeffrey Epstein specials. It's a three-parter. Three
2: right? parts. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the next lies week. Lies and Death of Jeffrey Epstein.
0: Oh, I love it. I was there. I was there for one of them, and. <laughs> The whole time I was just like, <gasps> there's
2: so many things people it's have a no idea story, about. It's and, crazy. and on the fourth, and we did a fourth, basically an appendix episode mm. with Candice Ortiz, who deserves all the credit. She's amazing. My editorial producer uh, did a fantastic job. We just sat down and just kind of a follow up episode that just looks at all these bullet points of these things that people have no idea how entwined, intertwined this guy was in society.
0: I feel like that's just, it's really frustrating for me because I feel like that's a big problem with American society is that we're not, we don't want to pay attention and like listen to all of the linkings. It's like, just want you to give me something in 60 seconds If you don't give me that. Right. If you don't give me a little, cute little sound bite that, you know, I can just take along with me and put in my pocket, I'm not following. And that's what's really frustrating. So, you know, I look at the the in-depth work that you did with Jeffrey Epstein, the in-depth work that Glenn has been doing on Ukraine, and I hope that Americans are actually following it and paying attention to it and get out of that, you know, cycle of just Give it to me in 60 seconds. I don't need the context.
2: Speaking of shorts, I got to tweet out this thing about Glenn
4: and Giuliani, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Giuliani just liked Glenn's tweets, and now That's Glenn's nice. very excited. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it's true, though. I mean, I, I think the podcast thing has actually helped that. I mean, you know, very rarely was there long form content. Yeah. And now, you know, every day you can come to obviously the Blaze Podcast Network and get Chad's and, and, and this show and Glenn and so many other great, great shows. And like it, at least, it's like getting people to listen to things in a little bit longer form.
0: A little long, bit, but they still want the fast-moving, fast-paced. Sometimes, topics, but like the Joe right? Rogan,
4: right? Like Joe yeah. Rogan is not fast-paced at all. Three hours. It's, it's like three yeah. hours of like him going on and on. Like you don't even know where it's going. And but it's interesting as long as you have somebody who's is an interesting, honest conversation. I feel right. like that's that line. If you could get that. You know, Dave Rubin does a great job with that. You it know what I mean? Like, he just honest conversations. Sometimes he knows, sometimes he doesn't know. And you kind of hear that whole thing develop. And it ha- at least has people give people beautiful,
2: a though, when you have a Dave Rubin or, or somebody like that who says, you know what, I didn't know that. That's, that's interesting yeah. that you're telling me that. I have you on as a guest because you're teaching me. Like, I'm learning your perspective. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay to sit here and say, yeah, I don't know everything.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: that's where the media has become godlike.
4: They want to yeah. be omniscient. They want to know it all. And so much worse in the Trump era because, you know, before it was, look, we're liberal. We'll try to present a little bit of the conservative perspective, even though we all kind of know it's not really right. Mm -hmm. Now it's Trump and it's like it's too important to even fake it. It's too important to even acknowledge when he doesn't do something stupid. It's too, knowledge, uh, too important to, to acknowledge when he's actually right on something. You can't do it because he's too evil. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, what people summarize as Trump derangement syndrome in action yeah. because they're not even trying anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you guys a choice yes. of the next story that we cover. Do we want to do trans kids in school bathrooms or do we want to mm-hmm. do Charles Barkley? Oh, I want the Barkley Let's one. Say the Barkley. Okay, one. that's what I thought. Right. So Charles Barkley is in a little bit of hot water. Uh, he <laughs> has apologized for saying to a female reporter. "Quote: I don't hit women, but if I did, I would hit you." That's horrible, terrible, (laughs) terrible, horrible, horrible. So, so here's what happened. Uh, So, this, and let me just give you the reporter actually tweeted out the whole story. So, she said, "Just FYI, Charles Barkley told me tonight, I don't hit women, but if I did, I would hit you. And then when I objected to that, he told me, I quote, couldn't take a joke. There are almost no times I will break an off-the-record agreement, but this is not okay. And it was all because he came in talking about how he loves Deval Patrick." And once someone from Pete's campaign came around here and said he loved Pete, and I reminded him he previously said he was a Deval fan, fan, I'm sorry. And then she tweeted out a picture of the two of them, and she said... I really hate being a part of a story. So here's a reminder that this is so much bigger than me. Nearly yeah, 20 is, people is, per minute are physically abused oh, by an intimate God. partner in the United States.
4: Uh, like she had sex with Charles Barkley. I, know, <laughs>
0: like, I don't oh, see the connection here. It's not about me or my feelings. Uh, you know, it's, it's totally nice. about you or your feelings. Right. It's, Just it's totally. nice, blah, blah, blah. Um, I encourage you to consider how you'd respond if a friend said something similar to what Barkley said tonight. God, she's still going. I know. Everyone should be held accountable And then she retweeted uh, Steve Smith, ESPN writer Steve Smith, highlighting past comments from Barkley when he joked about beating his wife.
2: I mean, I've never put duct tape over a woman's mouth, but if I did, I'd put it over hers.
4: (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And now here's another cycle of this. Well, just turn her loose.
0: I mean, I am I supposed to be offended at this? Even at his last, the comments that he made before, he said... This is a game that if you lose, you go home and beat your wife and kids. Did you see my wife jumping up and down at the end of the game? That's because she knew I wasn't going to beat her. That's
4: right. <laughs> He's being edgy. I mean, like, Who of course, it was, it started with, he started with a comment with, I don't hit women, right? Like, right. you know. And like, but look, if I did. You are a, you're a moron, I guess, in this world, yeah. right? To go up to a reporter and think that you can say that to them. It's However, we should all right. be able to understand. Uh, and number one, it's a joke. And if you don't like the joke, then you just get over it and you move on. And I will say, there's a lot of women who would think that's hilarious. Right? I like, thought I thought mean- it was funny. You know, women go to comedy shows too. They go to edgy comedy shows. You know this, Chad. Yep. They're there, they're laughing at stuff. Sometimes they're laughing the hardest at the raunchiest mm-hmm. stuff. Exactly. I mean, look at some of the movies like, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Bridesmaids, right? Yeah. Like, like, those are not like, those are like, you know, edgy jokes and, 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 and they push the envelope. And, and women like that too. They're just, I've
2: got a song no see,
4: I sing it on stage just about every night. It's called Beat That Ass. Yeah.
2: And, and, and you've heard it, yes, right? I and have. I always make the joke because I beat my kids, but I got five of them. And I don't have to beat them all. I just cull
4: one out of the herd and beat that one and let the others watch. <laughs> perfect. And again, like, well, no a joke. no one feels threatened by that. No. Yeah. She did not feel threatened by him. No. She, she is, it's a completely unprofessional move for her and to that. take something off the record like that and go to Twitter with it. She should be fired for that. I mean, again, like, is she in the right? I guess liberals would probably say yes. Maybe conservatives would say no. There's a divide there maybe. There's no divide on whether you should go off. If you're a journalist, your job is journalism. What person would go off the record to her ever again? That is, a, that, that is a complete uh, piece of journalistic malfeasance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, I, honestly, like I, well, I wouldn't want her working on my paper after that. You can't trust her. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't trust her to do her job as a journalist. She, the, the, the social justice stuff is going to be too important for her, more important than her actual job. She's going Jamel Hill.
0: It, well, it, but it does bring up an important question. Aren't we supposed to be treated equally? As women. Right.
4: Like, I, if, 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 if he were to say, if the joke was, oh, I, you know, I don't punch guys, but, I, you know, if I would, I punch you. There's not a man no in America one. who would report that. And no <laughs> one would care if they did. No. You know? And you
0: certainly wouldn't be tweeting out domestic violence statistics no. afterwards.
4: Come on. That's just demeaning domestic violence. What <laughs> the hell?
0: I mean, like, no, That
4: is we're
2: joking. You know, y'all know me. I'm the jokester. I'm the one around here. Nothing's off limits. Tyler Carden, our CEO, walked past me in the hall. He says, I'm so thankful every day we don't have HR. So <laughs> i have to keep bringing you in there. And like, I would just go ahead and resign. I said it on my show the other day. I would just resign. I would like, we need you in for a meeting. Now I'm out. I'm good. I already know what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already know what I did. It's a joke, people.
0: Uh, Charles, bro, it's
2: just terrible. Twitter's it's terrible. Terrible. It's it's horrible. Okay. These are, yeah, You remember how many people Wilt Chamberlain sl- slept with? Who? Wilt Chamberlain. No. Let's go to bed Like 100,000. Like 125,000. What?
0: Something. Yeah, was like well over 100,000. E- either one of those numbers. I don't right. understand yeah, how that happened. Exactly. So day. you don't remember that
2: because it was another time. It was another place. It was another... Thing these days <laughs> you can't sleep with anybody like Tiger Woods. Well, you can, but you have to get a written Slept with contract. like 18, right? That we know about. He mm. could have slept with 60,000, <laughs> right? So compared to what he could have done he was versus what percent? he did, percentage-wise, that's pretty damn low. That's basically monogamous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the argument. final takeaway, bro. Wow. Come on, the monogamy
4: Charles by Park rounding. Three. You've rounded it down, <laughs> down. right? Uh, this is. God, where's Jeffy when you need him? He would love this approach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday's poll.
4: I got a weird curve.
0: (laughs) 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 Will you be tuning in to the impeachment hearings this week? Of course, this was yesterday. So how many of you tuned in today? Let's see. 85% of you said no because you don't hate yourself like we do. 15% of you said yes. Uh, I'm sorry for you guys. Oh, and by the way, fifth Democratic debate tonight. Oh, my God. We didn't get to preview it.
4: Totally. totally lost in the shuffle yeah oh, we didn't cares. get to preview it this but that's Stiers, fine, first we'll, time on stage maybe that's yeah. the more if there's anything mildly interesting i guess it's that
2: i bet they don't discuss the economy
0: great point unemployment numbers not gonna touch that I one bet no. they don't uh, uh so There'll the be a whole the, segment on charles barkley though watch
4: <laughs> don't beat women eh. the
0: question is who is going to say the craziest thing at tonight's fifth democratic debate here are your options Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, or Kamala Harris?
4: So Elizabeth Warren, I, I might lean that way, but Kamala is pretty desperate. So I'll go Kamala here.
0: That's that's a great point because she, she has been. She needs,
4: something, she needs something crazy to happen. So yeah. she's going to try anything she can think that might stick to a wall. She's going to throw it. I think I'm just going to
2: sit around and watch uh, Swalwell crap his pants <laughs> over and over and over again because that was a higher IQ than most of the things. We'll see what happens. I agree with you. Kamala's got to get crazy, and, and we'll just see if Joe
4: Biden knows what state he's
0: in. Oh, that's a great
4: point. You see Biden today. First of all, Hunter, uh, DNA test kid, but they didn't know about is confirmed. Uh, they mistakenly sent out an email about how he did in the debate before the debate. So like so all their people are like, didn't I do a great job?
0: Oh, uh-huh. no. Yeah. He had the whole day of hearings.
4: Right. I mean, like this was. And by the way, I think today is Joe's birthday. Oh, it is. So All of that.
2: But has anybody thought about like if this thing goes to the Senate. Wow. If this thing goes to the Senate and Elizabeth Warren gets picked as like a Senate juror, she's not campaigning in Iowa. Yeah, she (laughs) She can't. She has to sit there the entire time. She's got to sit there through the impeachment deal. That is a good
0: reason. Mm -hmm. That is is a really good reason to do that. Yeah. Keep them off the trail for as long as possible. Uh, All right. Oh, that was Trump's master plan all along. Yeah, well. It's just his master plan all along. I blame Michael Cohen. (laughs) Let us know what you think. Who's going to say the craziest thing at tonight's fifth Democratic debate, which I guess since we get paid to do it, we'll be watching it and bringing you all of the highlights tomorrow. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. We'll see you then. Cory Booker really even still in this thing? I guess, yeah. This has got to be his last one. Booker's in there Castro, though.